Hello folks and welcome back to another episode of the TCM Folks. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the six evils of TCM. The six evils of traditional Chinese medicine. So why I want to talk about this six evils concept is because it's a concept that we use quite frequently in TCM. We use it to understand, we use it to diagnose illness and disease, and we also use it in our treatment plans. Right, so by understanding this six evils concept, it maybe will help you to understand why we diagnose certain things or why we give you certain herbs and might give you a better understanding of how TCM works as a whole. Lah. Okay, so prior to this topic, I actually talk about TCM organs as well. And TCM organs is another one of those very commonly used topics. And together with this concept of the six evils, these are some of the primary concepts that we use on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and these concepts, they are not separate. Right? We often use them very uh, interchangeably or very closely together. So, so in today's episode, I'm just going to introduce briefly what this six evils concept is to you guys. Lah. So the six evils, we will talk about a little bit of what they are, what are their functions, uh, what problems they can cause, and what we can do then to avoid these problems that are associated with the six evils. Okay, so the six evils simply refer to wind, cold, heat, dampness, dryness, and summer heat. And you can understand them as external cause of disease or disease-causing factors that exist in our natural or external environment. So then now you may be thinking, hey, wind, cold, heat, dampness, dryness, all these are stuff that we already interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. Right? Why, why am I calling them evil? So under normal circumstances, these six energies, right, as I said, they naturally occur in our environment, right? Uh, uh, the good example is the weather. If it's very hot outside, you have a lot of heat. If it's uh, at night, maybe the, the weather is a bit cooler. Uh, if it's very windy, then you experience wind, of course. Or if it hasn't been uh, raining for a long time, you get dryness. If it's raining a lot, you get dampness. So under normal circumstances, our body is actually able to adapt to these energies and, and they are generally harmless to us. However, these energies can turn evil and invade our bodies and cause us to fall sick. And this happens uh, in two situations. Okay, The first is when our immunity is weak. And this is why I talked about the topic of qi previously. Qi, you can understand it as our immune system. By having a, a strong supply of tea, it, it serves as the, our immune system to protect us from these external pathogens that are trying to invade us. So if you have good tea, your body is well protected from these six evils. The second reason is, is because, uh, or the second uh, reason why we may fall sick because of these six evils is because there are sudden intense changes to these energies that become too much for our normal immunity to handle. So it is very understandable if you... Uh, from Singapore, maybe you suddenly jump into the North Pole with no clothes. Right? You're obviously going to fall sick. Or if you stay out in the sun for too long, you might fall sick as well. So these six evils each have their own unique characteristics, which is manifested in the symptoms that we present with when we get ill. So this sounds a bit confusing, but I'll briefly go through some of these evils and you should get a better idea of what I'm talking about after this. Okay, so I'll just talk about some of these evils now. Uh, let's start with wind. So this evil energy of wind, what is it all about? So in TCM wind, we say wind is fast changing, wind is fast moving, and wind combines easily with other pathogenic factors. 
So what does fast changing mean? Fast changing, you can understand it in two parts. Fast means that problems caused by wind tend to happen quickly and fade quickly, while changing means that problems caused by wind tend to move around. They tend to hop from one place to one place and they don't tend to stay in the same place. So a prime example of this is this condition called hives. Now, if you haven't gotten hives before, you will know there is a super itchy kind of skin rash. Uh, it appears at any part of your body, right? Sometimes it appears on your face, on your hands, on your legs, on your back. And then it also disappears very fast, right? It comes very fast, it also goes very fast. So this is a very characteristic, uh, you know, appearance of what wind is. And so that's why we say from a TCM point of view, hives is a result of evil wind energy invading our bodies or invading our skin. Right, another condition is uh, known as lei feng xing guan yin, also known as uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Right, so rheumatoid arthritis in Western medicine is actually a sort of like autoimmune disease like, where, the, where the body own immune cells sort of attacks the joints. But in a TCM point of view, how we understand RA or rheumatoid arthritis or lei feng xing guan yin is because of this wind energy invading our bodies, invading the joints that cause this kind of pain that comes and goes intermittently that you know sometimes it has, sometimes don't have and then sometimes in the hand, sometimes in the leg, sometimes in the knee. So this is one characteristic of wind. The next characteristic is that wind is fast moving. So you imagine a tornado, you imagine a hurricane, right? Wind can actually move very, very fast. And because of this characteristic of wind, we associate movement-related conditions like epilepsy, like muscle spasms to be a result of wind as well. Right? And on the flip side, you also have conditions that uh, have a lack of movement that we say is related to wind as well. So a classic example of this is stroke. Right? In, in, in Chinese, what is a stroke called? It's called zhongfeng, right? Why is it called zhongfeng? Because conditions like stroke, they present with symptoms like a stiff neck, like facial paralysis, like inability to move certain parts of the body i.e. to say lack of movement. And that is why we say that such conditions are a result of evil wind energy. Okay, the last characteristic of wind, I mentioned that wind combines easily with other pathogenic factors. So many body types, they are actually not caused by a single evil energy. Sometimes these energies can actually combine with one another before invading our bodies. And, and because of this characteristic of wind, is one of the easiest uh, to join with and so their combinations involving wind are actually the most common so for example you have a wind heat you have wind cold you have wind dampness that can all uh, combine with wind to actually then invade our bodies to cause us to become sick okay the next evil we have is cold and one of the main characteristics of cold is that it causes stagnation so you can imagine what happens when you freeze water Right, when, when water is exposed to cold energy. Cold air will cause the water molecules to slow down until they are eventually fixed in, in, in a solid kind of state, which is your eyes. Right, so similarly, cold energy will cause bodily fluids like water, like blood in our bodies to slow down and stagnate. And when this happens, it creates blockages or traffic jams in the body, which we then say leads to pain. There's this saying in TCM, When there is a blockage, blood cannot flow, energy cannot flow, that results in pain. And pain caused by cold energy is usually sharp and intense, uh, with the affected area obviously being cold to the touch as well. 
right? And, and this is most commonly seen in females who get very severe menstrual cramps because they drink too much ice water or they drink too much bubble tea or they, they eat too much salads before their period. So that's why we say uh, for cold energy, if you are dealing with any kind of pain issue or you are dealing with any kind of like ankle sprain, uh, neck pain, back pain, this is why sometimes the TCM physician may tell you not to drink tea or something like that because these kind of cooling drinks or cooling foods, they will slow down the blood flow and it will so-called make the recovery a bit slower. Right? So for females, for people dealing with kind of pain issues, try not to drink so much cold or cooling stuff. Okay, the next kind of uh, evil is heat. So the characteristic of heat, very simple, is heat travels upwards and heat causes us to lose water and tea. So quite, quite logical, right? So heat travels upwards, you know that hot air rises because heat causes air to expand. For example, in a, in a hot air balloon, how does the hot air balloon rise? You put some fire below it, it causes the air to expand, it makes the hot air balloon rise. So similarly, heat in our bodies also tend to rise upwards. And, and, and what this causes, it causes heaty symptoms to most often occur in the head and neck area. So if this doesn't make sense, you imagine what happens if you eat too much heaty foods. Maybe you eat too much mala or eat too much durian. You most likely get what kind of symptoms? You might get sore throat, right? you might start to get more thirsty. You might get ulcers. You might even get a fever if it's serious. So all these symptoms occur where? All these symptoms occur in the head and neck area. So other symptoms that can be related to heatiness also include things like your toothaches, right? your ear infections, uh, headaches, eye infections. All these occur in the head and neck area. And that's why we say that you know heat travels upwards. Heat traveling upwards can also affect our consciousness, our spirit. And this is why we say that sometimes when you are heaty, when heat travels upwards, it affects our heart, right? It affects our spirit, it affects our consciousness. And sometimes when we are too heaty, we also find it we also find it hard to fall asleep. Right? We feel very restless, we feel very agitated. Okay, the second point about heat is that it causes us to lose water and lose tea. So heat causes us to lose water is understandable. Whenever we feel hot, we lose water in the form of sweat in order to cool our bodies down. But this doesn't only occur when we exercise. Even at rest, we are still sweating, even though it's very minimally and we don't feel it. But we are constantly sweating to sort of regulate our body temperature. But when we are heaty, when we have excessive heat in our bodies, we lose water or we lose fluid at an accelerated rate. And if we do not replenish this water, it will eventually cause us to become fluid deficient. Right? That's where we start to get sim dryness symptoms, like maybe constipation or skin becomes very dry, so on and so forth. Right? So you may also notice that after exercise, you lose a lot of water, maybe an intense kind of physical activity. You lose a lot of water and then you not only that, you feel very sluggish, you feel very lethargic after exercising. And the reason for this is that not only do we lose water, when we sweat, we also lose qi. And qi is like the driving force of our body. It's like the energy source of our body. And the reason why this happens is because qi can actually latch on to water and leave our bodies together with our sweat. Right? So with a lack of qi, we essentially have less fuel powering our bodies and we feel more lethargic, we feel more tired, especially if we have lost a lot of water. 
So this is the reason why if, if you're sweating a lot or if you're exercising a lot, sometimes drinking water alone does not replenish the energy, right? We still feel very tired and, and that's why we need to maybe eat a proper meal or we need to have a good night's sleep before we are able to recover our energy to the maximum. Okay, next is dampness. Okay, so this is something that you might have heard your TCM doctor tell you before, but you have might not have had any idea about what the doctor was talking about. So dampness or shi qi in Chinese is pretty common to have, especially in humid countries like Singapore. So while heat and cold and uh, wind, these all might be quite easy to understand, dampness is a concept that is a little bit more abstract and difficult to understand. So to give you an analogy, right, dampness would be something like the uncomfortable feeling you get when there's sun and rain together, like the humid kind of feeling, that sticky kind of feeling. Right, and dampness has a few characteristics. The first characteristic of dampness, very important, is that it is bad for our spleen. So if you have listened to the, the episode on, on the TCM organs, what the spleen does it is our digestive system essentially is an organ that governs our digestive system and dampness is bad for this digestive system or bad for this spleen so when we have too much dampness in our body it can affect our spleen it can affect our digestion it can lead to symptoms like indigestion lack of appetite bloating water retention loose stools etc 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 and this dampness can come from the environment but it can also come from the food that we eat so this is why we always say don't eat so much cold food, raw food, oily, spicy, fatty, sweet foods. Right? Because all these foods are quite difficult for our digestive system to process. And as a byproduct of you know the difficulty in digesting these foods, some of it may be undigested. It may remain in the body as dampness and then affect the spleen or then affect the digestive system. So... I've said it many times before, in TCM, the spleen, the digestive system is very, very important because it provides the nutrients required for all the other bodily organs to function. And that is why uh, it's a very common problem nowadays when you say you have, uh, you know, pishi, shizhi, uh, where you have dampness affecting the spleen. And, and this is why I, I want to talk about this more in detail, especially. The second uh, function of dampness is that it is heavy and travel downwards. So when you soak something in in water, it usually gets heavier, right? Understandably. And, and the same logic applies to our body as well. Yeah, dampness has the characteristic of making our body heavier, whether literally or figuratively. So sometimes when a physician asks you, hey, do you feel very lethargic? Do you feel like your hands and legs are very heavy? Do you feel like it's very difficult for you to move your body? This is what we're actually asking for. Do you have any dampness or do you have any symptoms of dampness in your body? And dampness also has the characteristic of traveling downwards. So if you have ever hung laundry before, after a while when the laundry is like half dry, you go and touch the laundry, right? You realize that the top part of the laundry tends to be dry, but the bottom sometimes takes a little longer to get dry. And, and logic speak, logically speaking, we know that this is because of gravity, right? Gravity causes the water to flow downwards and so the top dries faster, the bottom takes a bit longer to dry because it accumulates at the bottom. So water or dampness in our body behaves the same way, right? 
uh, water retention, uh, conditions like eczema, more often than not, they tend to occur in the lower part of our body, and more often in the legs, because of this characteristic of water making it tend to flow downwards. Dampness is also sticky. It's sticky in two ways. It's sticky in the literal sense, like your glue or like your post-its, right? It's, it's sticky in the sense that it can cause symptoms like, you know, feeling like you have a sticky feeling in your mouth or having stools that stick to the toilet bowl even after flushing. And it's also sticky in the sense that it doesn't go away easily. Right? What this means is that conditions that are caused by dampness tend to be more chronic and difficult to resolve. And a good example of this is called uh, eczema. In Chinese, eczema is called shi zhen. Why is it called shi zhen? Because we believe that it is a kind of skin condition that is caused by shi qi or dampness. And, and for those of you who have eczema before or for those of you who know someone who has eczema, you know that it is a very, very, very difficult problem to treat. You know that it always you know, comes back uh, and then it goes away, but it always comes back and it's very, very difficult to completely get rid of it. And this is why we say that this dampness has the characteristic of being sticky. Okay, the last two kind of evil, summer heat and dryness, we don't really use it so much. So for dryness, if you have been to a country with four seasons, you might have experienced it before. So for myself, when I was in Beijing, I think during the autumn, I think during autumn, it was very, very dry. Like your lips start to crack, your nails start to bleed. And, you know, dryness obviously in the external environment can cause dryness on your own body as well, right? You feel very thirsty, your skin is dry, as I've mentioned, your lips chap, uh, your eyes, you know, get very painful. Summer heat is just a more extreme version of normal heat. For instance, if you get a heat stroke or if you've been out in the sun for the whole day and you go back feeling very tired, very lousy, right? you have no appetite at all, in such instances where you have exposure to sort of this kind of extreme heat, in a short period of time, we say that you have then been uh, afflicted with this evil of summer heat. Right? But more often than not, uh, we don't usually see this so much. So just know that, that such a such an evil exists. Lah, huh? So the, the six evils are you know wind, heat, cold, dampness, dryness, and summer heat. But more often than not, the more commonly seen ones are wind, cold, heat, dampness, and sometimes dryness. So... Okay, so earlier on, I talked about how this concept of the six evils can be used in conjunction with other philosophies like the TCM organs we talked about previously. And, and more often than not, this is actually how we use them, right? We don't use them stand alone. Like it's not say that, oh, you have dampness in your body and that's it. Or you have, uh, you're very heaty and that's it. We normally combine them with certain aspects of the body to make it a little bit more detailed and to be a little bit more specific. So an example of this I mentioned just now already is like if you have spleen dampness, right? You have dampness in the body that is affecting the spleen. So this, this dampness can either be from the environment or it can be from your, your internal system. But once we identify that you have this spleen dampness, we can then go ahead to you know, remove the dampness and to strengthen the spleen. Another example would be external wind and external heat affecting the lungs. Right, and this is commonly seen in those who have the common cold. You have a cough with a very yellowish phlegm. You have a very high fever. You feel very lousy. You have a very bad cough. Right, your pulse is very fast. 
So in, in such instances, we say that, you know, it's not that it's just the wind and the heat enter our body. We are a bit more specific. We say that the wind and heat has affected the lungs. And that's why we say that you have certain symptoms that you are presenting with. And so as you can see, all these different concepts, your yin and yang, your organ system, your evils, your qi, your blood, all these concepts, we use them together as a means for us to better understand your body, to better understand why you are experiencing illness and disease and then to serve as a guide for us to help you treat your problem. And so in conclusion, just to conclude, right, the six evils I say one last time, they are wind, heat, cold, dampness, dryness, and summer heat. They are actually just naturally occurring phenomena. They aren't normally bad for us in normal circumstances, but they can turn evil and they can invade our bodies to cause us to become ill when either our immunity is compromised or when we are exposed to these energies in excess for a prolonged period of time. Right? And so there's a good reason why you know your parents sometimes may have neck at you, ask you, after you, you sweat, uh, don't go into an aircon environment because they don't want you to catch the, the cold energy. Or if you are female, I, I talked about it earlier, right? Don't drink so much cold drinks, especially before your period because you don't want to get all these period cramps, all these period-related issues. Or if you are a guy, right, those guys like to take off your shirt and then sleep half naked with the fan blowing directly at you. We don't want to do that because we don't want you to get, you know, wind energy invading your body and then you may have problems like neck pain, back pain, uh, shoulder pain. Or it's also very logical not to stay out in the sun for too long. Right? So I think the takeaway that I want you guys to have is to firstly take care of your health. Right? It means to exercise well, eat well, sleep well, avoid overworking yourself because this will give you the immunity necessary to guard yourself against these evils in the environment and also is to avoid overexposing yourself to these elements whenever possible because you may not get sick if let's say you uh, you know you are sweating and then you go into aircon one time but maybe after five times ten times there'll just be one time where your immunity is a bit weak and then the cold energy enter your body and then you fall sick so as much as possible Avoid exposing your body to these kind of evils so that you don't fall sick. Okay, that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have learned something. If you want to support our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the TCM Folks. And I will see you guys on the next episode.